Ladies and gentlemen, over the years, Toonami's given you some of the greatest cartoon shows ever made. Now we're proud to present our newest edition, a program about love, honor, sacrifice, revenge, and a whole lot of destruction. Let's get things started! Gundam fight all set, ready, go! I will get rid of them with my own hands. Your crime shall not go unpunished. You still have figured out my true identity. Let's do it. Now, fire! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gundam, I Hardly Know Him. As you know, this is the book club style podcast where each week we discuss an entry into the Gundam franchise. Whether that be a series, anime, or movie, sometimes a game, sometimes we just discuss something different altogether. Let's get things ready. Gundam podcast all set. Ready? Go! Today is episode one, season ten. We're discussing... Mobile Fighter G Gundam. I'm Michael. Hello. I hope you're doing well. Yes. Y'all smell that? That was some incense a little while ago, but yeah, it's peeking through. I think it smells like a like a new season, like a new season mm. of Gundam. I hardly know him. Yeah. And oh boy, does it smell good. Yeah. I also lit a candle in my apartment and forgot about it. So. <laughs> This is my favorite part of the show because this is where I have control. Uh, you all haven't been introduced, so you're not allowed to speak. Simon, you just broached that um, that formality. Um, but anyway, speaking of, uh, I'm joined by two of my favorite people. And since we're starting a new season and we have some new listeners probably, since this is a very popular entry into the Gundam franchise, um, I thought I would introduce you and then you can answer the following questions. Firstly, what is your name, your preferred pronouns, and the last question, do you give a fuck about an Oxford comma? Do you? The lifelong question that we've been just digging into for 10 plus years. Um, But firstly, we've got your number one char hater, sandwich lover, straight from the brig. We got Alex. Hey, Alex. Uh, I I don't appreciate the sandwich mentions. Uh. (laughs) Don't love sandwiches anymore. You you thought you could just leave that in your past. No, I was I was hoping I was hoping that would I was hoping we could leave that. Hey, you don't want to bring the sandwich into the new season. It is done. It's over. That's that part has of been you. Now. Subtle. The catch is subtle. Mondo special is part of you now. You live oh, with that. You carry still, it with you into everything you do. I still wake up sometimes just screaming from the Mondo special. Yeah, but my, but my name's Alex. My pronouns are they them. Uh, do I care about an Oxford comma? I I do give a fuck about an Oxford comma. 
Because that's the difference between let's eat grandma and let's eat grandma. Good point. I mean, the thing about that song is they never ask why do you give a fuck about an Oxford comma? Or like, how do I show that I give a fuck about an Oxford comma? I show that by eating grandmas. <laughs> wow. Mondo special. Yeah, lather anything in ketchup and Alex will eat it. Uh, just give me a, you know, a bottle of ketchup and a, and, a, and a hoagie and I'm good to go. <laughs> and some peer pressure and you got it. <laughs> Months of peer pressure. Um, and you've already heard him. We're joined by the Lasagna Kid, the number one rug fan, our emo priest. We've got Simon. I'm Simon. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I don't give a fuck about an Oxford comma. I think that all punctuation should just be abolished. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you heard how much I love to gab, gab, gab. It'd be much easier if I could kind of just uh, transcribe this in kind of one continuous sentence. Mm-hmm. Don't know where it ends. Maybe I even write in a circle <laughs> so there's no conceivable starting or stop point. Um, you are the Riddler. It, yeah. Oh my god, do not compare me to that twisted gentleman. <laughs> I am not nearly as fucked in the head as the Riddler from Batman. Have you seen the new Batman? Yeah, of course I've seen the new Batman. I think we've it's already awesome. talked about the new Batman on this podcast. Talk about an emo prince, Jesus Christ. Okay, do you think Batman listens to American football? Or like Bruce Wayne, I Go- guess, Gotham listens to American football? football? Wait, no. Gotham football? <laughs> No, he the Batman is more of a uh He's more of like a fucking bright eyes guy. He look yeah, for exactly emo kid. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's like he (laughs) what if Connor Oberst was really just the Batman? See, I think Um, I think Batman's more of like an alt rock butt rock type of guy. Like like uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh yeah, the butt rock man. (laughs) Mumford and Sons. No, that's like post folk indie. <laughs> you you know he has Nickelback playing in the background, hundred uh, percent. Every time he walks into his parents' bedroom, look at this photograph. <laughs> Master Wayne, do you want to look at this photograph? <laughs> oh my gosh, we should make a music video. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> this photo. Have you seen this man? <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> That's so sick. Um, and what other questions do I, my major? Um, yeah, what are you majoring in? Biology. In like... I'm living in uh the cardinal dormitory. I have two dorm but like, mates. Do you have enough AP credits to technically be a sophomore? Like, you're technically a sophomore, right? Yeah. So in yeah in high school, I kind of baby genius my way out yeah. of it, and I could technically run this fucking place. But I just wanted <laughs> I just I just heard all about the bruise and the babes at, um, this uh. Actually, uh, I have enough AP credits. I'm technically at. the dean of this school. Like I, I have, have so many AP, AP credits. credits that I like I run this. I technically died, but then I was born again, and I'm like a baby now again. And I'm like, and I'm like Google Gaga, and you have to like feed me milk, or else I'm gonna die because I can't change my diaper. That's how many I AP credits have I enough. have. That's how enough AP okay. credits I have, bitch. Oh, I'm excited for this new season. Let's talk about it. Uh, this season we are tackling Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and we're doing it at a glacial pace. Seven episodes per <laughs> podcast episode. That's right. 
we're slowing it down. Um, yeah. Also, I have a proposed format change, and uh, this is we can Ooh. we can talk about this and work through this together. But okay. uh, at least, especially at the beginning, this uh, this series is a little bit different, and it's kind of like a monster of the week, or like there's a new villain of the week show. So I thought yeah. we could answer a series series of questions at the end of each episode um, to kind of tackle the different monster of the week. Uh, and so the the three questions that I have, and these of course are open to change, and I think they should be changed because they're not great. But uh, the first question is, is the pilot that was introduced in this week's episode down to drink and smoke? Mm-hmm. Did Rain make a valuable contribution in this episode? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> and is the Gundam inter- that was introduced in this episode offensive? Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's a, okay. No, Michael, you. you hit the nail right on the head yeah. right there. I, I, I like... Before we started, I was gonna say I have I have a very big not okay with Alex moment, which is this entire series is racist as fuck. Yeah, I, I still, no, it's, it's, I like the, I still love the show. I'm gonna have fun watching the show, but this show is racist as fuck. I need I need to say that. Alex, now. it's not Russia though; it's neo Russia, two completely different countries yeah, gonna, with different cultural backgrounds. We're gonna acknowledge. The show's problematic, and we're going to move on so we can enjoy how ridiculous the show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I would love that. Uh, but and I think what's beautiful about the uh, the question is the Gundam introduced offensive is it doesn't even have to be offensive on like the the, the obvious uh, elephant in the room, the racially charged uh, designs, yeah. but also just in a uh, aesthetical standpoint, like is it offensive to look at? So, yeah, um, and like we, the context of all the other cool Gundams we've seen, or yeah. mobile suits we've seen. Uh, but yeah. at this point, if you all have any questions that you think we should also uh, ask at the end of every episode, um, we can add those in. Yes! Was the finger shining enough in the episode? <laughs> Was the finger shining enough? Yes. Is that, if, it, if, it, if it's not a good finger shining moment, was it was it worth the episode? <laughs> Some of the time, the finger is not shiny enough. I will level with you on that. <laughs> All right. The last question we do have to ask, though, mm-hmm. is have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to do a thing. Have you heard this man? And I was going to just put like uh, some audio of Christian speaking. <laughs> I thought we could <laughs> And then we people. just like reflect on like, yeah, like I have like that's Christian, right? Yeah. Like, how's he doing? Like, <laughs> kind of fell off the map after high school, huh? Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Um, but before we jump into the episodes and uh, tackle all of our important questions, let's talk a little bit about the inception of the series. Simon, I think you have some information for us on that. History Channel with Simon. Um, yeah, so this show comes to us originally in the year 1994 on the 15th anniversary of uh, Gundam as a franchise. And unfortunately, at this time, the popularity is kind of dwindling. I think that the general public is kind of seeing how repetitive it's getting. And then also, you know, there's all sorts of like bomb ass anime coming out at this time, too. So um, it's really it's getting harder and harder to stand out as just like a, a battle type show. So what um, Sunrise decided to do is kind of get together and go in an entirely new direction. And this time, they were the primary reason for making the show was to sell toys. So that has always kind of been on the back burner. 
on all of the other seasons, of course, all of the sponsors want to monetize uh, the show as much as they can. But this time they really wanted to focus on the production of uh, unique toys and also appeal to a much younger audience. Enter Yasuhiro Imagawa, the director of this. He was a protege of Tomino, which is kind of cool. Um, worked under Tomino, so um, I think that he definitely had Tomino's blessing in making this. However, upon first kind of seeing the idea of this show, he hated it so much. He made he like you know had the foresight to already kind of see that this is going to be kind of offensive. <laughs> Nobody will like this, like based on the you know previous installations of uh, Gundam, and it's just like. If I have the opportunity to work on this franchise, I want to make sure that I do it justice and not just be like hated by the Gundam community. Um, however, what ended up changing his mind was uh, he saw all of the like you know brave and somewhat uh, out there designs of all of the mobile suits, and he was um, which a lot of the crew was taken over from Victory Gundam, which is very interesting. A lot of the character designers and the mech designers, the um, which really just shows like the breadth of designs that these people are able to make uh which is very very impressive um and that they're really just working at the will of sunrise but anyways he uh saw all of the mechs and he's like what the fuck are these but then he saw all of the toys that were like spawning off of them and he's like these are cool as shit like you have done um this design justice and it's they looked even cooler sometimes as mobile suits especially because they or as a uh, little kits because mm -hmm. they can be like you know very overwhelming in a tv format but like you can do anything in tv um and i think he was really excited to see it be able to be captured so um exactly in toy format so then he went ahead and took it and he made it and uh it aired on japanese tv what was the tv As uh asahi uh tv asani um on April twenty second, nineteen ninety four, which is in three days. Holy Kinda shit! Cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it aired for a year um, until the following March. Um. And then it, after the success of uh, Gundam Wing on Toonami, um, they wanted to bring another uh, Gundam IP onto it. So in two thousand two, two years after um, Gundam Wing originally being uh, aired on Toonami, they brought on G Gundam, and I think it was. I mean, all in all, the reception for this show is so mixed. But, I mean, according to Imagawa himself, like, it, it's like comparing apples and oranges type of thing. So, like, all of the people that kind of said that, it's like, oh, this doesn't do the old show justice. I don't think that's a super fair critique mm -hmm. because, you know, the director knew that it was going in such a drastically different direction. It's essentially a brand new show. Um, it's a whole new timeline. This is the first uh, show not in Universal Century, I believe, mm -hmm. um, that we've covered. So, I and then I think that once the critics kind of got that past that point, and then as the show has aged, it has been revered as a kind of a turning point for Gundam as a series. Because after this, we've seen so many other kind of out there installations of Gundam, like like the Builders, uh, and then obviously all of like the more toony, um, like, childlike toys of Gundam as well. Uh, so, which kind of, I think, could be credited to this show for, like, taking totally. a chance and then them seeing that it 
um, was able to work. But that's a little brief history of the show. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. Beautiful. Thank you so much Beautiful to done. all of the anime blogs that I looked at to get all this information. <laughs> And thank you, Wikipedia, for citing all your sources. It's funny um, that uh, they... It feels like every single thing we've watched recently, or almost since, like, Double Zeta, it's been like, they really want to make this more childlike and, like, sell some mm-hmm. more toys. It seems like we say that at the beginning of every series. Like, I know Tomino, like, really, that was his driving force behind Victory Gundam. And it's just funny mm-hmm. how much he seemed to miss the mark with that. And then, in my opinion, I think this does such a good job at that, for the most part. I, like, I have a very personal relationship with this anime. It was uh, one of two animes I owned the bootleg DVDs of. And watched the complete series. I watched it on Toonami, but then watched the complete series when I was in middle school. And then owned a ton of the action figures. And the action figures for this were incredible. Because, um, like, when the uh g gundam or the ga gundam uh or the shining gundam goes into like the shining mode like all those parts that flip up and change color all did that like the toys were great and i thought i feel like you know especially for that age it was such a good show and it worked really well on tv because you know it is serialized but each week you can kind of they give you such a good clear explanation of the story at the beginning and then there's like a little adventure, and then at the end it's typically wrapped up, but and you know slowly moving along the story. So, a major departure, but in my opinion, I feel like a great accompaniment to the Gundam franchise. Alex, did you watch this show on Toonami as well? I rewatching this. I have seen like a couple episodes on Toonami. Like I, I definitely recognize the main character. I recognize the art. I don't mm-hmm. have a big memory of it for. Big robots go boom. It's That's cool. I like the show. Yeah. It's like a. It's interesting to see them draw influences from like martial arts animes too, as well. Mm-hmm. Which like I think before they were pretty set in their ways, as of like you know they almost invented a genre of like or certainly helped flesh out the genre of like mecha shows. Um, but seeing them, you know, completely depart from that with a lot of these fight scenes of like. It's a one v one now instead of these large scale military, yeah. you know, escapades that they're doing. Um, it really like tonally is so so different yeah. because I mean you're not even like the military stuff. It's all about strategy and everything, but like with this, it's just like and just when you thought he was down, he pulled out like this move from nowhere, and it's like all of this very it's very classic uh, shonen anime stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly, very very dated in terms of like 90 shonen and i love that so so much mm-hmm. totally, totally yeah it's it's such an easy watch and yeah it has so much of the classic anime stuff um which we'll definitely get to uh but it de- now are you watching it all in english or in japanese oh you gotta watch it in english as it's god english. intended <laughs> okay i have watched it in ja- i have not been able to find a dub for free online no virus yet uh, I'll, so I'll, I'm get, wa- I'll get you a dub for free where would you okay actually not here um but okay you can also you can also rip it off of my flash drive if you want again thank you because on toonami it aired completely um in english as it did all anime that was shown on toonami was it all um dubbed yeah it was all dubbed back back in the day it was yeah and i will say the dub of this show is 
pretty bad in my opinion. It's oh, very okay. It's super emotionless. It might be. I think it. It definitely takes the cake in my opinion as the worst dub so far. Oh, yeah. the dub is terrible. That's yeah. why. That's why I'm watching it in dub. It's especially it's the Japanese hilarious. version is pretty intense. It's <laughs> yeah. I bet. I bet it seems so much more like genuine in Japanese. Where in English, like Domon is so stilted and he's right. he's like so emotionless. He's mm-hmm. just like I gotta find my brother Rain. Yeah. Shining finger. Yeah. Yeah. I will defeat you in battle, sir. This will not be the last time you see me. <laughs> like fucking like they just have the TikTok voice do the whole thing. <laughs> Your favorite gum is going out of style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, th- th- this is where I was going to give a background of the story. And talk about the the timeline, uh, future century is what I believe we're in, yeah, um, and all that. But I think uh, the I was watching it before recording, and the announcer guy from the English dub does an incredible job of explaining the stakes of the show. So I'm just yeah. going to insert that here. So that's what you're going to hear next, um, and kind of give you the background of the of the story, and then we're going to jump in to episode one. Je voudrais vous donner une petite explication. Oh, I'll start again. I would like to, if I may, provide for all of you a brief explanation concerning the origin and purpose of this Gundam fight. It all began about 60 years ago. People had left an intolerable Earth to live inside colonies out in space. To avoid war among the colony nations, a competition is held. Every four years, one representative from each nation pilots a machine called a Gundam and takes part in a match. It's called the Gundam Fight! And the pilots fight, and they fight, and they continue fighting. Until the nation represented by the last standing Gundam earns the right to rule all the colony nations. These space governments have come up with a war based on the principles of great sportsmanship. However, one problem still remains. This competition takes place on Earth. That's right. This grimy planet on which we live. But this time around, there seems to be something a bit different about the tournament. Hey, you over there. Do you by chance remember seeing this guy? Hmm. Well now, how might this charming little photo here have any effect on today's fight? Today's opponent is Gundam Master, piloted by Chibity Crockett, representative of Neo-America. Let's get things started. Gundam Fight all set. Ready? Go! All right. Episode one. Gundam Fight begins. Semicolon. The Gundam that fell to Earth. As the Gundam Fight is about to begin, Domon Kashu, the Gundam fighter from Neo Japan, arrives on Earth after his shining Gundam unexpectedly veered off course and crashes into Rome. Together with his childhood friend and support crew, Rain Mikamura, um, he proceeds to show people a photo of a man, and he asks, Have you seen this man? Uh, He runs into trouble involving men from the local mafia boss and a Gundam fighter from Neo-Italy, Mikolo Chariot, and he also runs into the the local police investigator who uh, has a certain disdain for Gundam fighters and the destruction that they bring. Mikolo kidnaps some child and that Domon has befriended, and he provokes Domon into fighting him. 
Domo, Domo saves the child and rises to the challenge of the fight. Uh, and he destroys Mikolo and his Neros Gundam are defeated. Thus, they are disqualified from the Gundam tournament. Wow. This, mm-hmm. watching this just like, I was, it gave me the feels. It, gave, it made me feel like I was 12 years old in my bedroom after I got the DVDs for Christmas. I was just transported back in time. Uh, and it, it just meant so much for me. But what were your all's first impressions jumping into G Gundam? What were your thoughts on the general idea, the premise behind this massive Gundam fight and kind of this this different direction that we're going in as opposed to the more military drama that we've had in the past? It's a fun episode. I do kind of wish that like we would get more of like an old style Gundam series based around the idea of like what happens when these giant Gundams come plummeting to Earth. Mm-hmm. Cause like the whole like we get the first plot point of like the police being upset of going to finals, that's super interesting, and mm-hmm. I really wish we would get like a full story and like that side of things, not 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 anywhere near in like this in G Gundam because G Gundam is big robots go boom and that makes me so happy. It's mm-hmm. so much fun just to watch them fight. It's so it's so cool. Like yeah. I'm very happy without the politics yeah. of anything, pretty much. I, I yeah, love how it's I, just, I, like, super I, I, simple. I, I want a politics side of things as well. I don't want to be associated with this at all. <laughs> I wish I was eating cereal when I was watching this episode, because it did have very much sounding morning cartoon feels. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, like, when little kids are, like, running around and, like, shooting, like, fake lasers at each other, and we're like... I just shot a force field penetrating laser. And it's like, oh, yeah? Well, my force field is immune to force field penetrating lasers, and it bounces back at you for infinity damage. And, like, that... And I thought that that was just so interesting because everything prior to this has been so calculated Mm -hmm. and so intentional. Um, But, uh, yeah, I was excited just for, like, totally brand new show. The main character is also just, like, this very cool, like, lone ranger type um Mm -hmm. person instead of uh like already seems to know that they're badass instead of having to like figure out through you know everyone telling them that like they're a new type or you know learning how to you know fight in a team like learning their power like doman like seems to already know exactly how good he is at fighting such a good point that is such a good point yeah and it's so cool to like just like you start off on that foot and then you're just like okay he has he obviously has some goals and some intentions like find the person on the photograph and like you know defeat everyone in his way and it's just very cool to see it's like okay so it comes down to like how will he go about doing this you know mm-hmm. and uh kind of seeing like what will it take to stop him but i mean this first episode really does just show that uh like this whole Gundam fight you know predicament that the world seems to have got itself in is very much just i think i feel like in the latter like marvel movies and stuff they start to address like hey like we have to like stop fighting because like everything is being destroyed Mm -hmm. um i mean they kind of like talked about that a little bit in the old uh gundam shows that we watched of just like earth has turned into a battleground and all this stuff but in this one especially it's just like i don't know they're just absolutely tearing each other up and like these very public set pieces um which actually reminds me of something i found when i was researching in this show they did a lot of uh what um 
uh, what was his name again? Imagawa, uh, what he called location scouting, in which he would go or send people to real life locations. Oh my god, what a hack! Um, That's yeah, such, it's like, so incredible. You have to take, do that. Yeah, take <laughs> videos Sunrise's of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I know. He's just like, oh, I think that way. I need a location scout Hawaii for like a yeah. couple of months. I gotta go down. Um, I'm designing the tequila Gundam. I gotta go down to Mexico <laughs> and like really dive into the mezcal culture. Tequila Gundam. <laughs> but um, he would like go and take like uh, real life uh, videos of places as because like I mean this show very much takes place in the world you know yeah. um and like the old ones did but it took place in like place like dublin and stuff and like everyone knows what dublin looks like what do you all but... think about the premise like the idea that once every however many years there's a, a massive gundam fight to then like th- that country gets the ability to govern the world Yo, I fuck with it so hard. Like, <laughs> like, let's just can we get to that future? Yeah. Where every four years, we just have the Olympics. We have rock and soccer robots. I feel like as like as you grow up, it's like when you're young, you're like, oh, that's how it should be. And then you grow up a little bit, and you're like, oh, it shouldn't be that way. And then you <laughs> yeah. get like a little older, and you're like, wait, no, I had it right the first <laughs> yeah. time. Like, well, like but... we'd be governed by like what? Like if we were going off like the Winter Olympics, it'd be like Russia or Norway. <laughs> or, like, Sweet Norway. or Finland would yeah. own the entire world. <laughs> but when you all were like kids, did you used to like invent these um like apocalyptic scenarios in your head of like how the world was going to end? Like the three silos? Kind of okay, yeah. We can <laughs> I, I I don't know if that if that is uh kind of my hardly know him canon, but um the three silo conundrum is uh major The three silo conundrum is still being debated by uh Philistines to this day. Um <laughs> No, absolutely, but, yeah. I mean like playing in the backyard or like yeah. you know, just like imagining different things happening and yeah destroy Alex, the world and yeah. did you oh, yeah. like think of this like how the world was going to end? Oh, absolutely. Because when I was a kid, all of the time, I would think about how, like, I would just, like, fantasize about situations in which, like, these huge wars would be solved over, like, a game of chess or something like that. And, like, it's very interesting. It it felt almost like deja vu to kind Mm -hmm. of see the entire plot point be like that. Because, like, I would think all the time in my head, I'm like, okay, if I, like, land this jump on my bike, then, like, the world won't end. But if I fall, then the world will end. Like, just, like, weighing things... We do that all the time, like basically like playing Space Jam. Like, oh, we're fighting for like the humanity of the world, and the buzzer five, four, three. You, know, you have to yeah. like shoot, and then yeah. if you miss it, it's like, oh, but there's actually five more seconds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I do that now, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, have I ever told you about like my whole like gun to my head thing? Like, if I need to open like jars or anything, I'm just like, oh god, like there's a gun to my head right now, and if I don't, and it's like pretty dark, but I'm like, it, it's very effective. <laughs> If I don't smoke this whole joint, the world could end. Oh, Fuck, no. Fuck, if I cough, then, like, my entire house is going to be blown up. <laughs> all right, let's, all right. Um, speaking of drinking and smoking, do you all think that the pilot introduced this week, Mikolo, uh Chariot, is down to drink and smoke? Yeah, but he'd be annoying as fuck. Yeah. He drinks and smokes, but I don't want to with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like, I mean, he's gonna I'm just... pretty sure he drinks and smokes in this episode, and he's a <laughs> yeah. bad hang. Like, he's a yeah. mafia boss. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Um, secondly, did Rain make a valuable contribution in this episode? 
Uh, I honestly yeah, don't remember. She was introduced as a character. <laughs> that is true. I do love Rain, so... I'm, honestly, usually, every time she shows her face, is a yes for me. Rain, to me, seems like... um, Like, she's filming, like, a documentary on Doman. Like, it seems like she should always have, like, a camera with her. Mm-hmm. It's like, she's doing, like, journalistic work on the whole thing. Because she's always there on the front lines. Like, you know, and, like, she, like, always knows what's going on. For but... some reason, I just keep, like, keep on thinking, like, this is Domon Kashu. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> he does good Jackass now, vibes, now, doesn't now. he? <laughs> <laughs> like shaky cam of bravery like Doman like it's like I've rigged the Gundam to slingshot me across the Atlantic Ocean I'm gonna pile up the Gundam but inside of a shopping cart I'm going to have the Gundam kick me in the nuts <laughs> I gotta oh, do yes. this Gundam fight but I released a hundred wasps into the cockpit <laughs> yeah no Rain made a valuable appearance alright last question was the Gundam introduced offensive in any way? The Nero's Gundam, the Italian Gundam. No, nah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking bland. I think the only thing that's like upsetting about it is that it's not like a pizza Gundam. How about the um? Nero I'm offended on Samurai that. Gundam. I mean, he, 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 yeah, it's purple though. That's a pretty cool color. What does that have to do with pizza? It's nothing to do with pizza. I mean, you can say the red and the yellow pizza. Like the or the mafia cheese on the I, tomato sauce, but I was his pilot was like Tony Soprano. <laughs> he does okay. He did have the cool Roman hat <laughs> thing on his helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is pretty cool. That does slap. All right, it's okay um, to be offensive against ancient Romans. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can say, uh, what would we design the country's Gundam as? <laughs> <laughs> so if I this is a slippery slope. <laughs> Oh, am I am I designing the Neo Italy mobile yeah. suit in yes. the premise of this universe? Yes. Oh, yeah. then it has to be just Mario. Oh, <laughs> That's such a good like point. Big Mario. That is yeah, such yeah, a good yeah. point. Yeah. Like if I big get the metal Mario. Like the creator of this show. Yeah, it's metal Mario. And is it even canonical that Mario's Italian, or was that just assumed, like via his mustache? I'm oh, pretty is he sure. Named after the. Uh, What's this? The yeah, Mario Balotelli, the soccer player. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought he was named Mario after the Bill building, <laughs> like the building uh, owner who was Italian or something like that. Oh, like the building owner of like the um like Nintendo the studio building. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, like so the, in oh, Japan, like the, they had the the building or maybe like the building manager, the owner manager. was. Maybe it was the manager, or like maybe yeah. one of like the landlords of one of the people who worked for Nintendo, like the designers of Mario. What's I could be totally wrong, but I thought he was named after someone who was Italian. Yeah, don't come yeah. for us with your Twitter facts. I don't want to yeah, hear. Yeah, we got to keep the Nintendo verse off our ass. We yeah, already have a very scary verse that we have to confront every yeah. single day. And cease and desist from fucking Luigi himself. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would make. Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I thought that Mario Gundam was perfect, so I thought we'd leave it there, but go ahead. You got to get your thoughts sa- out. Yeah, you got a participation trophy your whole life or whatever Alex said earlier. Fuck off. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, would make, I would make the Gundam have, have, a, have it smell like farts and then also have it have the face of 
Alex and Michael, and then everyone would be like, wow, I should have listened to Simon. Um, Assassin's Creed Gundam. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. I mean, I'll, still, I'll still take Mario, but... Or I want Mario Gundam. Gundam, and then I want halfway through the bar, like battle, Mario eat a big metal mushroom, and then he just like grows to like triple the size. <laughs> like he goes like berserk mode, like a Viking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, just like how Vikings had built-in berserk modes. Yeah. Okay. If 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 we did have Mario uh, Gundam though, the way to enter it, you would jump through a green tube, and that's a, like the old, overly sexual <laughs> costume we get on you. Because we didn't address that. But that, can we address like how sexual they get wrapped in fabric before they start fighting in the gun? Yeah, we see their whole ass. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty great. It's, it's so nice. It's so goddamn horny. Yeah. Okay, I, like, I offered you a service of I'd wrap or not me personally wrap you up with that, but like I would know of a place in which you would be able to be wrapped up like that. Yes. Would you take it? Oh, yeah, I'd be in so I'd it's be gotta, in so much debt. It's got to be so sweaty in that. Yeah. Like imagine like. Domon's ball sweat. Like who cleans Dude, I that? I don't want to imagine that. Who cleans? I, I feel like it's like pretty wasteful. I feel like he just disregards the costume every single time. Yeah, we yeah. never see we never see him take it off. Like, how does he get it off? <laughs> it dissolves. <laughs> That's what it dissolves the sweat throughout the fight. It's basically uh, mocap. Like a mocap suit, like that Tony Hawk wears. Yeah. Like, so the way they control these game. Gundams are so cool. Yeah, yeah. We, do, we should talk about that. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. everybody who's listened to this, like, we don't have that many listeners, but I'm sure they've all fucking seen this show because it's so goddamn good. But they're basically just, like, the Gundam, they're doing the actions of their just bodies, fighting. and then the Gundam is then doing, like, the same motions that they're doing with, with, the, with their bodies, so... Yeah. I, there's not a good way to describe it. I, I don't know, but it's cool as shit. And they have, like, little <laughs> balls on them, and they wear, like, a skin-tight suit, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just mocap. It yeah, it's mocap. Exactly. Do you think, do you think there's like, ever the situation where, like, it's like you see, like, a Gundam and it's, like, picking its nose and you're like, Doman. <laughs> also, I, like, I like a, a Gundam's <laughs> jacking off. Dude, so, <laughs> let Alex talk. <laughs> no! No, no. Let's go, let's, let's, let's go back to jacking off Gundams. And... <laughs> How do you even jack off in a skin suit, bro? Okay, also, it's it's, okay. <laughs> if we're going to talk about it, yeah. there is a shot in every single episode when Doman gets all wrapped up and he appears to be perfectly smooth down there. <laughs> it's true. It's the elf uh, in the room. But I will say, spoiler alert, but at some point, Rain does put on one of the Gundam control suits, and that was massive. Massive for twelve-year-old yeah. Michael. You're like, I think I like girls. <laughs> yeah, such yeah, a big yeah. moment, and uh, we'll see that soon enough. Yeah. I cannot wait. Uh, Alex, what was your question that we're gonna ask? Uh, was the shining finger shiny enough? What was I don't it? I remember yeah. the shining finger. In the yeah, I didn't write was it down. <laughs> it's was the yeah was was the shiny was the finger shiny enough? That was the question. And I would say yes. We got to learn what the shiny finger was. Yeah, this was the <laughs> good god. The shiny finger, like mm-hmm. that is his ultimate move. That's Dorman's ultimate move. And I love this show so much for making it a shiny finger. I just love it. There's so much. There's so much room to grow from it. Like he could have like shining two fingers, mm-hmm. like a shining whole hand. Yep. Um, perhaps even a shining foot. <laughs> shining fist. A shining fist. There you go. A shiny, shiny nose, two shining fingers, 
like one on each hand shining palm yeah yeah i mean the possibilities are endless truly i i, I have a couple more in my head but i'll save we'll them save them save them right. for later save yeah yeah, for, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll... for sure for sure for sure uh, we're gonna answer that question at the end of every episode so you can answer <laughs> yeah. that 51 more times <laughs> epic <laughs> let's uh let's jump into episode two roar of the winning punch Domone and Rain travel from Italy to New York City. USA, baby. USA. 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 This episode is my American flag. (laughs) Uh, The city is partying because its own Chippity Crockett, the Gundam fighter from Neo America, and his Gundam Maxter have arrived for the Gundam tournament. Domon sneaks his way into the boxing fight to meet Chibity and again asks him about the mysterious picture. Do you know this man? Chibity's handlers, who do not want him to fight Domon, create a ploy to get Domon away from the fight, but they are found out by Domon and Rain, and then Domon meets Chibity for battle, which Domon subsequently wins. Uh, After Chibity denies having seen the man in the photo, Domon refuses to finish him off, uh, but Chibity nonetheless gains the respect for and the admiration of the American people. Even as a kid, I, I did not like Chibity Cricket, <laughs> Crockett, Chibity Crockett, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, He's very cocky. He is very cocky. Uh, anyway, the burning question of this week... Question. If you were in the G Gundam universe, yeah, what what would be your special move, a la the Shining Finger? Ooh, it would be. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the. Does that? It doesn't have to be Shining, but it probably should. Could be. I mean. it could be something else, finger like slippery finger or like uh, yeah, like, like shining forehead, like uh. Give me a second. Bur- burning lungs. Yeah, no, mean, burning like, the burning lungs. Are endless. Uh, um, it's the flaming, the flaming, flaming lips, the flaming lips. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the talking heads. One. The talking would be another heads. good one. Arcade fire. Like that's a great one right there. Yeah. Um. Radiohead. Pumpkin. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkin is a great, <laughs> great finishing move. Creed? <laughs> <laughs> Strokes? <laughs> I, think, I, think my, I think my G Gundam finishing move would be Flaming Palm. What, what, what does that look like? It's yeah, just, so. you just come running at a palming and it's just a big fire erupts. Yeah. You just burn up. Like melting everything in the way. Yes. Yeah. Mine, mine would be the rickety kick. Okay. And what that is, is it's like halfway through the fight when your Gundam's looking a little bit worse for wear, you like are like, and like it looks like it's kind of falling apart a little bit. You're like rickety kick, rickety kickity. Um, that's something that you could say if you're like really wanting to draw attention to yourself. And then you kick with your like rickety leg, and the leg just like explodes all over the other, the other thing. But then all like the bolts in the metal gets all like jambled up. 
and the other Gundam's engine, and then it explodes and you win. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I got a little uh, excited just thinking about that in my head. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, mine will be Le Grand Fromage, and uh, it's just a cheese attack. Like you just yeah, like, like a gunk, cheese gunk, gunk up, gunk up their a classic cheese, cheese attack. Like, yeah, like, we've seen this before in the Gundamverse. Like, uh, yeah, it's just like cheese whiz, like all up in the joints of the Gundam. Like, yeah, it's gonna fuck up like everything, all the yeah. electronics. Like the pilots, like I'm lactose intolerant. Like shut up. Yeah, and there's like, you... farting. Just, yeah, like, shitting themselves. Shitting in themselves. <laughs> Super uncomfortable and smelly in the cockpit. So, <laughs> all right, is Chippy Crockett down to drink and smoke? Yeah, dude, he is, but like he's not hanging out with us, right? Yeah, yeah but he wants. He's a to. jock. He's a fucking jock. Like he would give us all a swirly. Yeah, no, fuck he would this, like. Dude. He would like haze us, and like he it's like we're totally not even trying to like us. join any sort of like organized group that you're a part of, and he's like drink, drink, drink. Yeah, yeah, he, he would actually... haze us. Without knowing that they no longer haze people. Yeah, he's like, I miss it when I, I miss it when we hazed people. He would be like, yeah, he'd be like, I miss it when you could drink and drive. It's gotten so fucking. This country has gone down the shitter. I used to have freedoms in this country, and now I can't even have a beer and drive down the street. Yeah, fuck that. I w- I wish it. Yeah, Chibity Crockett out. And you like do a big belch yeah. i mean like, chippity crockett in in real world like loves joe rogan far he's right definitely, he's definitely <laughs> on he's definitely on the rogan podcast every week so yeah, we got chippity oh, crockett on the chippity pod crockett loves joe rogan, but isn't smart enough to know politics to know that joe rogan is a far right extremist but somehow like he knows no politics yet the fate of the united states lies in his hands <laughs> He doesn't really understand why, but he's like, gotta win. Do you guys know the guy uh, who got famous for, like, posing with, like, uh, girls in bikinis and, like, holding AR-15s and shit? Yeah, Dan Blazarian. Yeah. That's, like, exactly who Chibity (laughs) Yeah, is. Like, he's fucking Dan Blazarian. And, like, we're gonna find out he's a fucking fraud, just like Dan Blazarian was. Like, he was never in the military. Is he not rich in, like... No, no, he's, like, all of his money's from, like, his parents' trust fund. He's never been in the military. He, like, flamed out of of the military test. He's just like jacked and has money from a trust fund, and he like blew all of the money as well. So he has like no money anymore. Damn. Well, yeah, he's just a fraud. If you want some income, maybe think about fighting a big robot, Dan. Hey, Dan, you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> want to come on the pod? I'll tell you why everything you're doing fundamentally disagrees with pretty much every facet of my life. But I will fucking one v one you and battle the five armies, Dan Blazarian. Dan Come Blazarian, at me, get bitch. on the fucking pod. Bring your Magic the Gathering deck, <laughs> and also a big diaper. Idiot. Did Rain make a valuable contribution in this episode? In episode two, yeah, yeah. I f- I feel like she did on this one. She had a little Definitely. bit more. She was like communicating. With uh, she was like helping organize the all the fights yeah. and stuff. She always makes a valuable contribution. Yes, wow, she's great. Wow. Uh, and then lastly, is this Gundam, uh, the Gundam Maxter, offensive? I mean, I feel like as Americans, yes, a hundred percent. He is a transformer <laughs> knockoff. <laughs> He's wearing it a is... fucking football helmet. Like it's. <laughs> It's an ugly ass, ugly ass Gundam. Yeah. I actually I owned the action figure of this. Oh. Um 
and could... it was fun to play with because he had really cool like revolver like pistols uh, yeah but uh I, he was definitely the one that i would kill off the quickest yeah i was like i fucking hate this guy he's so ugly you, like drop it on the ground it would like dent the hardwood dude <laughs> <laughs> oh and actually lastly uh was the shining finger shiny enough and i have to say yeah yeah I don't remember. I know you finished him off with a shiny finger. So, yes, it was then. Yeah, great. Yeah. We all agree. Beautiful. Shiny finger, shiny enough, check that one off. Be called the sufficient finger. <laughs> all right, and let's move on to episode three. Beat the Dragon Gundam. Domon travels to Neo-China, and he is approached by two Shaolin monks who urge him to take the great... who to urge him to take on the Gundam fighter from Neo-China, who has apparently gone rogue. Domon accepts and goes off to find him. On the road, he is joined by a young boy, uh, but they are subsequently captured by a band of thugs, no thanks to the young boy. Uh, Domon manages to break out, and the boy gets to the Dragon Gundam and reveals himself to be Saisaichi, the (gasps) Neo-China representative. He and Domon fight, but despite his young age, Saisaichi proves to be a match for Domon, and the bout ends in a draw. Sai didn't recognize the man in the photo either, and Domon and Rain head off again. Uh, Simon did not watch this in English, but Alex did. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Oh my god, the voice actor for Saisaichi was just insufferable. Yeah. Was it a child? Sounds like a child to me. Yes. Oh my god, yeah, it's like an annoying preteen. You would have loved it, Simon. It was a very annoying little kid, basically. But with a large responsibility and a big old Gundam. Yeah. Oh, I I am appreciating the lack of babies in this show thus far. They do Um, ham-fistedly put some into, like, the first episode. Yeah, I thought we were going to end up with, like, a whole parade of kids based on the first episode. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, like, were they like in danger of getting like stepped on or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, like the that, kids he uh, saved. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Neo uh, Italy like took a kid and like yeah. it was like gonna throw it on the ground or something. Like throw then, the wow. Yeah, Domon those ma- like, those mafia bosses are ruthless. Yeah, he that guy had just watched that uh, Lonely Island video. Yeah, like from, I threw it on the ground. Yeah, yeah from like two thousand and eight. Uh, he's like showing us that all his friends. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Yo, check this out. The song's called <laughs> I Just Had Sex. <laughs> uh Chipley's favorite band is Lonely Islands, unironically. Chippity feel... Crockett's favorite Chibity, band is yeah. Lonely Islands. Unironically <laughs> is Lonely Islands. <laughs> What's another Lonely Island song? Um I'm on a boat, boat. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to which is funny because later he literally he is on a boat. Literally is on a boat. He's literally he on a yacht. Literally yoke. is going fast. <laughs> that song finally uh, makes sense to me. <laughs> what did you all think about Saisaichi, the character? Tricky little guy, huh? Yeah, a little sneaky. He made some uh, beautiful noodles. I, was, I I loved him. He was a little asshole. I loved him. Was I appreciate like, the sportsmanship in in, in yeah. this in these fights. It's like. Once they're done fighting, they're like, "I'll answer a couple questions yeah. if if you got them." Um, yeah, it's like it's like at the end of like oh, one of my soccer games, like you go over and shake the hands of your opponents, and you're like, "Hey, good game." 
and that that's kind of how this is you yeah. know it's but nice. if they if they destroy your head in soccer do you technically lose is that is that like yeah. in the rules yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's in the rules the ref says at the beginning of every game yeah if yeah. the head unit is destroyed, is destroyed. The article six of the gundam yeah by regulations you are <laughs> you were disqualified yeah. <laughs> and by soccer it's mostly just a brutal melee of people kicking <laughs> each other in the heads yeah like and it just explodes all of a sudden and the game is over um i liked is he down to drink and smoke probably not because he's underage. I think he is down to drink and smoke. He should not be allowed to drink and smoke. Okay. He's definitely down, but like you gotta keep an eye on Sensei. Stealing a couple yeah. brewskis sneaky. from the bandits. Yes, yeah. please. He's a sneaky little snake. Mm-hmm. Um, did Rain make a valuable contribution to this episode? Did she get kidnapped in this episode? I do not remember her. Yes, she does. Get, she does get kidnapped by the Shaolin monks. Like not cool, Shaolin monks. Yeah, yeah not cool. Aren't y'all supposed to be like peaceful and like yeah, chasing enlightenment? Yeah, I'm not sure. About well, what I mean, and yes, her game cannot help Domin do the fight the guy, so that's useful. It's true. Yeah, uh, I also yeah. believe that she got kidnapped because she didn't really care. Because she got kidnapped on purpose. You what? Like, she got kidnapped on purpose. I just thought she was like, oh, they're trying to kidnap me. This is cute. Let's go along with the plan just to see. She big she big brain played them. She, like, wanted to become a Shaolin monk herself. <laughs> well, she wants Dolman to fight everyone, and the easiest way to get him to fight the Chinese Gundam is to get kidnapped. So, so you think like that, him. like, Rain is, like, working on the inside? I do. We've got a cut. We've got, like, what, 48 more episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep an eye on Rain. <laughs> Rain, you didn't do anything, but I've got my eye on you. <laughs> Is the Gundam introduced in this episode offensive? I do not think so. What does Jag Gundam look like? Oh, it was fuck like a dragon. no, dude. Holy shit. That's the guy got guns underneath his shoulder armpits. This guy's fucks. Yes, uh, he is very cool. I enjoy him a lot. Is he offensive? I no, think not. No, he is, he is the best Gundam we've seen so far. Well, he has the long, like, extending dragon arms. I think he's yeah. a sick-ass Gundam, and he also uh, can shoot fire out of his dragon arms. Super Whoa. cool. That's like and Alex's then, finishing move. Yeah, similar. Um, And I did just remember, I kind of want to go back to episode two real quick. If you were going to design the America Neo America Gundam, yeah, what would you what would you design it as? It would just be an AR fifteen <laughs> with legs. Yeah, or no, like Dovin just like picks up a gun and he's like, "I'm allowed to have this here, right?" And they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "You eighteen? Yeah, it's serious." And then he just shoots Chippity, and they're like, "Fuck." <laughs> You know, the fact that the American Gundam didn't have an American flag on it was... was... (laughs) 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 Alright. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. 
like a big maybe it'd be one. like a Mustang, you know, oh, like like yeah, uh, like American Muscle, like that sort of thing. Um, I think or, Elvis Gundam. Elvis Gundam, like uh-huh. Elvis Elvis hair. Yeah, Elvis hair Gundam. That'd be cool. Dolly Parton Gundam. Yeah, <gasps> who's like, Dolly Parton Gundam. who's like beloved? Gundam. Who's like American but also beloved? I mean, Barack Dolly's, Obama, Barack Obama Dolly's Gundam. Uh, did you did you just say Barack Obama? <laughs> Barack Obama Gundam. Uh, uh, I don't think you understand beloved and American in the same <laughs> sentence. I saw Barack Obama is like he's like narrating this like national parks like documentary thing on like Netflix, and I'm like, this dude's like the rest of this dude's life is so planned out. Yeah. Like he wrote his autobiography. Now he's narrating the national parks. And then he's gonna like start a podcast with like, he does have a good podcast voice, like Mister Rogers or something. Yeah, Mister um, Rogers Gundam. Mister Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I mean, I, it could just be a Ronald McDonald Gundam. Nothing's more American than McDonald's. Burger King what Gundam. The Statue of Liberty Gundam, and it's just the Statue, <gasps> Statue of Liberty, Liberty Gundam. And Statue of Liberty Gundam. She just walked off the pedestals. That's a hey, Chibity, didn't you forget your Gundam? And then it's like, she shows the Statue of Liberty, and it's like, and she's like, lasers coming out of her eyes. It's like... An in, in AR-15. Okay, yeah, why, why and then she they... shoots Doman and Jesus. <laughs> why have we not seen the Statue of Liberty being a giant robot in disguise being used in more movies when there are things where giant robots are necessary? Alex, like, that's how it is in real life, and the government is hiding it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's a major plotline in every movie, but the government says take it out, can't have it in there. Alex, after saying that, a red laser dot appeared on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure got... our podcast just got delisted. This I just, something out I just got a text message from the FBI. What the... Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> says you up. All right, let's let's power through to episode four, which is called Challenge: The Red Rose Knight. Doman, being a complete asshole, interrupts a fight between Neo-Francis representative George DeSand and another opponent, but George, disgusted at this cavalier attitude, refuses to accept the challenge. Desperate to meet George again in battle, Doman accepts the plan of the princess of Neo-France, Marie-Louise, to fake her kidnapping and have George come save her with the Gundam Rose. George obliges and... Uh, but during the fight, he willingly lets himself open for attack as he prevents the Eiffel Tower from falling on Rain and Marie-Louise. And Doman refuses to take off his Gundam's head after the match. Um, George reveals that he knew kidnapping was a setup. He further declares not to know the man in the photo, and Doman and Rain leave for Neo-Russia. It is revealed that Doman is going to locations giving him by New Japan to lo- locate the mysterious man in the photo. Um, let's talk about the man in the photo. Obviously, at this point, we do know who he is, but watching it to, up till uh, episode five, did you all have any theories as to who the man in the photo was? Were you correct? Were you wrong? I was wrong. I thought it yeah. was like... Like his training, like his his trainer, his mentor. He's like uh, his like influence or his uh, his like sensei or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought I thought it was was that like his sensei. Yeah, I thought it was dad. Okay. 
because it's it seems like if he lost track of his dad, he would want to find him. Yeah. Um. If you lost track of your dad, would you want to find him? No. <laughs> Alex? Uh, no. Burning question of the week. <laughs> I don't not not yes or no. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't have an answer. You'd that. ask a couple more questions about like how you lost track of your dad. <laughs> Everybody on this podcast has daddy issues except for you, Simon. Okay. Yeah, what's it like to have like good parents issues, like no parent issues? Uh, it's own can of worms. <laughs> um. All right, the pilot of in this week, George DeSantis, down to drink and smoke. Uh, smoke yes I think he's drink no he's like I think still he's... kind of annoying in my opinion yeah uh, he's definitely annoying I think that he's definitely down to drink I like would... wine instead of an invite Absinthe. kind of hoping he like... <laughs> I'd send him the invite but I'd kind of hope he would bail but like if he does show mm. up that's cool I think I'd send him an invite, hoping that he'd bring his friends. Like I, I, I bet his friends would be like a little bit cooler than he yeah. is because he, he seems. I have to say, I think he seems like the coolest pilot so far. Oh, he's he's very honorable. Yeah, he's yeah. respectable. I do like him. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I respect him. I don't really think I would like him as a person, but that's more of a just a. I don't think our personalities would get along. Not that there's like anything wrong with him, in my opinion. Is it because he's French? Yes. 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 It's, it's, I was trying to avoid that element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No. 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 I. 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 French people are my mortal enemies. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, did Rain make a valuable contribution to this episode? I think we can all agree. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She helped Marie Louise. She used uh, her cunning and uh, experience with te- technology to escape. Even when Domon, for some reason, locked her in a bathroom. Idiot. kind of fucked up. Idiot. Um, she didn't even, like, struggle to get out of the bathroom. She just... She just did it. Wow. She just knew how to get out. That's some cowboy bebop shit right there. Uh, she tried to keep him from breaking up a fight and breaking one of the rules of the Gundam. Yeah. Rain rips. I love rain. Um, and lastly, is the Gundam Rose offensive? Nah. It's very Napoleon-ish. Yeah, I like that. It's cool. Kind of, I kind of love it. Like, I like how it like kind of looks like a person, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess all Gundams kind of look like people because they're like humanoid shapes, but this one especially. I, I love. Yeah, the, he's very humanoid. Yeah, I love the built-in cape slash shield thing he has going. Yeah. Also, uh, only Gundam so far in this show that has little funnels. He has little rose funnels, which are pretty. Oh, cool. yeah, Return of the funnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you all think that the pilots have like any say in the uh like the design makeup of the yeah, the design of the Gundams? Yes, I think so. Well, we kind of got so. a peek into how how the Gundams are created in episode six, so I, I'd say sure. I'd say maybe not. I think they're just kind of like the country just like kind of goes into has their top scientists on it. But actually, no, because like I mean, you can have like you can like make base Gundam, and then like at the very end, you can be like, want to add any customizations to yeah, it? And it's like, I want flames on the side of it or something like that. Like I, I'm assuming the funnels were a custom ad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like th- those didn't come stock. Well, yeah. like they came stock, but he was like, make them look like roses. Yeah, like clearly. 
Um, I don't know. I, li- I like that Gundam. At first, it looks goofy, but I ended up... So, so would you not redesign the Neo France Gundam to be anything? I think that's a good question to tag on to the end, too. Yeah. Like, any, any mm-hmm. modifications you'd make to a newly introduced Gundam no, in order to is... more truly capture its, uh, its uh, home country. Yeah, this is very French. Like it, it, you look at it, and it's French. It's no extremely French. It. Only thing that make it more French is if it was running away. Oh, oh shit! Throwing that shade—that's that's 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 the French hate I stand for. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like France has colonized enough countries in order to deserve quite a bit of hate. Anyways, right, with that, let's take a little break. We're gonna take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with uh, three more episodes and then we'll say good night and good luck night night i hope you listen to this to like go to bed to like (laughs) just some like calming voices to like rock you to sleep to the podcast it's me and uh we're gonna do more of this episode uh it's not over that was just the first half and now we're gonna do the second half and uh as you might remember last season season nine yeah and after the break every single episode we did something special and we really dived into men's health new season new topic yeah so i thought we could broach something new now there's going to be way more episodes in this uh, season than there were episode nine. So we might have to change the topic, but I thought we could open up yeah. first and talk a little bit about guilty pleasures. Ooh. Okay. Just little okay. things that make you happy that, that mm, maybe you shouldn't do all might, the time. Might be a little embarrassing. Watch out. Yeah. It might be something that you don't want to tell everybody about, but something that you really like. So I thought I, w- I could open this up. Yeah. Uh, because what this, what made me think about this is I've been spending I don't want to brag. I don't want to be somebody that comes in here to talk about, you know, how good I am and stuff. But I've I've been working out a little bit here and there. Chocolate. (laughs) Fucking Chad. (laughs) Um, Chad Pippen. One of my uh, one of my guilty pleasures while working out is uh, I found that I am motivated highly by Christian emo screamo music. What? That's awesome. And uh, what does that even sound like? <laughs> it's, uh, under oath. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's it's mostly under oath. I to know. Be fair. I, yes. And uh, I mean, I listened to Under Earth a lot when I was younger. When I was uh, more into the Christian, into, into under- the into the faith and stuff. But um, I will wow. say, I so what what happened is I did revisit an Under Earth album. It's called. The sound of something. Uh, oh my gosh! Like the one with like the like, like the house and the kids hiding in the basement. No, no, no! I okay. don't like that album. 
Okay. No, no, this is one of their later albums. It came out. Uh, it's called "Lost in the Sound of Separation," and I will like this. That album to me is not a guilty pleasure. I do think that that is an incredible screamo album, um, and it has a lot of really interesting soundscapes, and it's highly inspired by like Kid A, uh, and it's a really great album. But that it's still like the, that's only one album, which has then caused me to listen to a lot more of other screamo. But when I'm sitting and riding like the indoor bike, yeah. I find it highly inspiring um, to listen to like really cheesy, really cheesy music. Do you think it's like, do you ever hear a line that's like very overtly religious and you're like, oh, I kind of agree with that. Like, is it like turning you more Catholic? <laughs> yeah, specifically Catholic. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> is it, is it like Christian rock or? Yeah, it's Christian. It's not Catholic. Oh, <laughs> I, like to me, like or Catholic and Christianity is the same thing. No, no, it's very like uh, it's very like cool church. Like the, with, the, uh, the, the cool hundred, music, the hundred percent Protestants that are like, yeah, we're down yeah. with the times. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Well, I think it, one thing that I'm helped by is that I'm not. I don't process lyrics. Um. My brain does not process lyrics in like dev- like really have meaning in them when i'm listening to music Mm -hmm. um so i mostly just process melodies um i also think this is like it's extremely sad music and i think that working out is very triggering to me like it makes me feel really sad about myself Mm -hmm. and so i think that's like where it, it like there's like some weird cross where it really works for me um, but I can't help it. I listen to way too much Christian screamo while working out, and that's my guilty pleasure. That's pretty cool, dude. Um, I'm gonna have to check. It's called Under Oath. Yeah, under yeah. Oath. How, how have you? I guess like they they stopped making music around. I, it, this is 2012. Def- this is definitely just like our, our age difference here. Yeah, that's you, you say Christian like, under oath. I know exactly who you're talking about. I've n- yeah. I've never I mean, listened to any sort of Christian music. I've like I'm, like. He didn't just like Switchfoot at all. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say Switchfoot's a great example or POD. Oh, no, skillet. I like anytime uh, I see something is religious, <laughs> I feel K. like I I'm very like I'm like this isn't for me, but it's like this is for like the people going to church. Like I'd be like a fake listener if I listened to it. Some of these some of these bands kind of tricked you. Like Reliant K was Christian, but, like you didn't really know. Yeah, but it's like songs. you don't know till it's too late. You yeah, know, MX, yeah. MXMP. What they a Christian punk band? Oh yeah, they're a great band. They have uh, some MX, good music. MXPX. Yeah, just like, Responsibility like, is a great song. The the, the Christian light. Like they had a couple songs here yeah. about Christianity and a, and a couple like. Well, yeah, some of the bands like, like I'd say Under Oath is like this. It's not like none it's, of their stuff is about God. It's just not about like it's christian and drugs and alcohol or whatever it was mm-hmm. just like yeah it's just like these are christians making music right um and like occasionally a, a lyric is like i do it all for you yeah yeah capital U. you get a little christianity sprinkled into like a general yeah. like okay song it's normally how it went with these type of bands all right uh, Simon, I would highlight, like, I think you would really like Lost in the Sound of Separation. And Define the Great Line is another good album, but Lost in the Sound of Separation, I think, is a, a really good album. And so basically, I've been listening to that a lot. So then I got on the internet and I was like, what are albums that sound like this? Because mm-hmm. it's not, like, it's a different sound than anything that I've ever really heard. Um, and I found a lot of Reddit threads where people were like, is there anything else out there that remotely sounds like this? 
um, because I think a lot of people, even like some of them I mentioned, like I'm not into Christian music or even this genre, but I really like this album. Does mm-hmm. anything else sound similar? Um, there's a few. I found a few others based off of that, like a, a band called Stories. Um, and I think that's a, or To Speak of Wolves is another band. I don't know. Just some like really cringy uh, screamo music. No, right? that, I love cringy music. I, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I promise. Okay. Um. All right. Did anyone else like? Should we just leave it there? Do you all want to bring up guilty pleasures? I mean, we can I, just bring up a whole new topic, or we can save your guilty pre- pleasures can, for up, different. You, I, I I have to. I have a guilty pleasure I can easily talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, yeah, I guess, what, I guess, what's up, Alex? Uh, would you like a anime based guilty pleasure or a music based guilty pleasure? Let's do music since okay. we're on the topic. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe today's topic is just music guilty pleasure. Okay, oh, my geez. music guilty pleasure in a similar vein to Michael <laughs> listening to. Christian emo while working out. One of my guilty pleasures is listening to specifically Taylor Swift metal co- metal cover songs when used by indoor biking. Do they have love story? Yes. <laughs> oh, there are a plenty of Taylor Swift punk and metal screamo song covers, and all right, it, it, it nothing gets my blood pumping like that. Like I listen to a lot of of. Pop goes public, especially yeah. Pop showering. goes punk fucks. It rules. Yeah, but like specifically the Taylor Swift on biking is makes me bike harder and just better overall. Wow. And I feel bad for my I roommate think... who probably has to listen to me scream Taylor Swift horribly. <laughs> Y'all are biking. gonna get enormous listening to this music. <laughs> You're gonna be like, yeah, that makes me wow. Look good, I think feel there's good. Something, there's something about riding an indoor bike or something specifically. That makes my music like taste completely change. Because when I'm riding the bike, I'm like constantly looking for like stuff that I liked when I was younger or something that yeah. just sounds interesting to keep my brain engaged. Yeah. And I think that's like Christian the Christian Screamo thing is definitely different. I think that's just like a trigger with like feeling bad about myself. But I definitely do the same like Alex, I will look up like the cr- like the cringiest pop like electronic covers. Just because, like, I find it interesting to listen to while, like, riding the indoor bike. It's like, it's the songs that I know, so I love being able to sing them, but the the intensity I need it to be while biking. (laughs) I can't can't listen to, like, love songs. You all just, like, normally enter this, like, whole new, like, alternate universe of, like, I'm biking Michael and I'm biking Alex. And, like, don't talk to (laughs) me. Like, you can talk to Alex later, but, like, right now I'm listening to fucking like our song but like made by four 40 year old men screaming as loud as they can simon do you have any music guilty pleasures i feel like every single song i listen to is cringe um i okay specifically music i mean i'll, I'll try to because i listen to a ton of pop punk like unironically um yeah. but I will say, like, the reason why this is a guilty pleasure is that uh, all of these, like, Screamo albums are at the top of my, like, recently played. And they're going, because I mostly listen to music while working out, they're going to be on, like, my most played. And I know people who follow my profile on Apple Music. And, like, I cringe at the idea of them seeing this. Okay, Okay, Michael. (laughs) Your wife doesn't count as people who follow you on Apple Music. That's not who I'm talking about. There's like three (laughs) people in the world who use Apple Music, and you have a go-to of the three. 
Well, I have like three followers on Apple Music, and uh, all three of them are people who I don't want to know that I listen to Christian Screamo. So. Oh, I have a I have a guilty pleasure here. I'm pulling up some examples. Okay. Uh, when I can't find any more music to listen to, um, <laughs> it's in my re- I um, <clears throat> I go onto YouTube, and there is this whole repository of videos that are Midwest emo playlists. Okay, so it's basically people have like compiled all this music that's like Midwest emo and put it together. Every but it follows a very specific format. It's like it's. I feel like I like hit this treasure trove in between every single song. There's a sample from a movie like 500 days of summer or like Scott Pilgrim versus the world or like a oh, Bob's God. burger sample. That's just like, so, or like Bojack <laughs> horseman where it's just like, so emo, like I never loved you. I never. And then it just like fades perfectly into the next song. And all of the, like uh, the vision, cause it's a YouTube video. So all of the images are always like a suburban sunset without fail. I'm, I'm scrolling through right now. And there's one sunset, two, three, four, five, oh, six, that hurts seven, me. eight, <laughs> nine, ten, so eleven. Yeah, okay. So like, and and all of the names of them are just as cringe. I'm tired of begging you to stay. Uh, if I could go back, songs for a girl who forgets I exist. Want to stop at the gas station before we head back? Nights without you. I love you, but I guess I'm a shitty person. For you, I will always wait. So it's just like it's that specific thing and I will listen to these so much because it's like all of my it's so nostalgic to like college and stuff like this very specific genre of emo. Um Simon or- you so Simon came and worked out of my house for one day like 2 weeks ago. Uh and then that next day my YouTube algorithm started populating these exact playlists. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know why oh, God. i guess like maybe based off of just being in proximity of your computer <laughs> why like Wi-Fi, that's, i don't know that's, it must but i literally have... i'll send you the one i have i have one saved to listen to while working dude some of them are um, pretty good <laughs> i have like those um, the, the names remind me of the old playlist I used to make in high school. I still make playlists. Or like I like I fully embrace the cringe, and I'm just like, this is just like you got it because I think what I like about it is because so many different YouTube channels have done the same thing. So it's kind of like I found a little community online, and like they mm-hmm. all comment on each other's YouTube videos, like yo, this one rules. We're like great sample here. But so I'm just like kind of imagining like all these like emo high schoolers just like going off but that's my that's my music uh, guilty pleasure I, I don't know if you ever heard of eight tracks it's like oh yeah no making. i know eight tracks yeah, I, yeah. I i still have my old login and just hearing those titles made me look back and one <laughs> of the most cringe is let's just sit back and wave in the sun is there's a picture of like someone driving through a tunnel in the bright sunset alex you see like okay you all fucking pretend like you're all above this shit you are just like <laughs> the difference is i never grew out of it you know like this is just like a part of me now but although i'm, I'm pretty sure most of the of the playlists i made in high school have at least one of michael's band songs in it the villains in the michael's old band so i can funny. get you those songs and i can the see i can so see bad. i can see michael's cringe a little bit on his face yeah all of my bands were so bad <laughs> um i yeah i've also stumbled into a uh a hole of 
Evangelion-based lo-fi playlists oh, on fuck, YouTube. Yeah. And they That's... all have very similar, like, Evangelion, um, like, names, uh, like, based off of, like, quick things that have happened in the show. And then, like, yeah, they're interspersed like, with parts of the English dub of just Shinji wailing and screaming about how the world hates him and shit. And it's just, like, perfect. I Dude, love I, it. like you see, like, made I, I just, like, love that the internet makes me so happy sometimes because it's, like, someone had to produce this content. It's not like there's, like, I don't think that it's just, like, a matrix, you know, like, creating all yeah. of this based on our likes. Like, somebody sat down, like, YouTube to mp 3 all these songs or whatever, like, put them together and then uploaded it to YouTube and then enough other people found it, like, you know, interesting enough to do the same thing on their YouTube channels. And, like, I just think that's so cool. It just makes me feel, like, so much less alone in the world. But um, it's nice, even though it's cringe. But that's All that's right. how I've been, I, I've learned to embrace it, at least. The uh, Gundam I Hardly Know Him uh, AMV contest didn't take off, but maybe Alex and I can get together and put together a compilation <laughs> of uh, Christian screamo music. I would th- love and throw that. In some, and throw in some Gundam uh, dub. No, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll make an emo. Pla- I'll make a Midwest emo <laughs> playlist with all of the samples being from Gundam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so... Ne- or that's what I've done on my YouTube channel. I've uploaded a couple songs that aren't on Spotify, and I've just used, like... Uh... Oh, I made that one music video. Do you remember that, Michael? Yeah, yeah, from Zeta Gundam. Yeah, it's really cringe, but... Yeah, that one... I like that Dude, one. That song's really... did cringe. I tell you? Oh, my gosh. Okay, Alex, I don't know if you know this, but I made um this one uh music video to this, like, emo song, whatever, Um, and I used, uh in like, the intro bit from, I think, episode one of Zeta Gundam, but... Mm-hmm here let me find there's one there's three comments on the video okay because like on youtube you can comment on videos right um what are the okay from uh this one youtube chant or this one youtube profile that says um thank you and then another comment i mean it thank you and then a third comment (laughs) but for real thank you so hey, that, that person is a uh, needs to be protected. I know that person yeah. was going through it. I'd like to think that maybe I they were spiraling and I helped them a little bit. But you see, give me, that's give what, them a shout out. Who are they? Um, their name is Dylan Sinclair. Dylan Sinclair, if you're listening to this, oh, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it to be a real human name. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, like if you're I like it's gonna be like come lord seven threes two no and i looked at their profile and they just they just have one playlist that they've saved about pitching baseballs like different like uh ways to hold a baseball to pitch it um so i hope wow you really you really got to a baseball bro that's why like you have to like if you have an idea even how stupid it is you have to upload it to youtube because like it'll help someone out there like i'm sure those midwest emo playlists have done the same thing for other dylan sinclairs out there but what what was the song on that uh, video? Uh, Goodbye AM um, by You Blew It. I love You Blew oh, It. That's right. Great, great song. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think we've talked enough about our um, guilty pleasure the shitty music, music taste. And uh, somebody, uh, Simon, next week you need to bring a new topic that can be guilty pleasure related or something different. All right. I, I like, uh, I like the guilty pleasure, but making it a little yeah. bit more specific because I, I feel yeah. like our whole lives are just a series of guilty pleasures that we do. It's true. But yeah, definitely. Uh, but for now, let's move on to episode five of mobile fighter G Gundam called great escape. 
a captive Gundam fighter. In Neo-Russia, Domon has gone after the country's Gundam fighter, but he's arrested by the local police and thrown into a large prison. He discovers that Neo-Russia's tactic is based on luring other Gundam fighters, <laughs> only to have them arrested and thrown into prison. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> their Gundams are then examined and scavenged for technology to improve their own. As Domon manages to escape with the help of two other prisoners, one of them is revealed to be Argo Golsky. Neo-Russia's Gundam fighter, who went along with the plan to expose his Gundam. Domon and, and Argo fight, which ends in a draw, of course. Later on, Domon and Rain are told that Argo is a former space pirate who's been uh, coerced into becoming a Gundam fighter, with a bomb strapped to his chest to ensure his loyalty. He can only be freed uh, by fighting. Their question is still unanswered about who the man in the picture is, and they leave. We got to talk about this this fucked up Russian tactic yeah. to lure people in and basically stick them on like an Alcatraz. Dude, I think okay that that location was inspired by Alcatraz according to the director. I I did was reading so like, <laughs> well, no shit. He just went to Alcatraz, Alcatraz and he was yeah. like, huh. <laughs> I guess that was pretty obvious, but it's canon. <laughs> uh, this... Alex, what do you think about this episode? A little, a little wild there. It's just. Imprison people and then solve the Gundam fights. That's not how that works. Yeah. Is there any like weird? Is is there like a real life? Because I feel like this is like the most realistic thing that would probably happen if like Gundam fighting happened in real life. Like I feel like the second somebody was in, it's like, hey, like you can't bring that here, and then Mm -hmm. like you're coming to jail, and we're gonna examine what you brought into our country. Like I feel like that's like something that or practice that is probably done today if i because if i dropped like a big like humvee with a machine gun on the back of it in like russia they'd be like you can't have that here and you were like i gotta fight another humvee yeah and i'm like i'm here to like where's your champion they're like where's your warthog yeah it is very russian for them to do this yeah yeah it's like it made it tracked the most of any country and i antics they've done so far but the escape from alcatraz was pretty cool yeah they drive in the jeep on the snow yeah nice yeah that's pretty cool yeah kind of cozy i like i like any scene in anime where a guy punches another guy yeah and then the big guy is just like absorbs uh-huh. the punch and is just like unfazed by Doesn't it matter but you don't know what's in for you now <laughs> yeah and he smashes him yeah like that's classic scene oh uh, do you think that our pilot introduced Argo would be down to drink and smoke? Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. And I want him at the bar. Yeah. I want him there I with me. Too. He was pretty cool. He's a space pirate. I mean, for God's sake! Like, I bet he knows cool like character. all sorts of like cool drinking games too. That like space oh, pirates yeah. teach you or something like that. I mean, and he was 100%. and he was fighting, but it was because he had to fight, not because he like, wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Rain definitely made valuable contribu- contribution to this episode. I mean, she, she was looking for Domon the entire time. And a cool little car. Like, yeah. She has some plot, a little bit of plot re- relevance as well. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, playing a little to, bit. Like, bring the, the car to him. And- yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we, get, we get a little more insight that her that her dad's connected to like the Japanese government in some way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're she right. She contacted by them. Yeah. 
Uh, and then lastly, was the or not lastly? We know it's not lastly. Uh, what is the Gundam introduced in this episode offensive, and how would you redesign it if you were going to? Mm, I remember <laughs> this Gundam just being like big and bulky, like not necessarily yeah. like like maybe Russian in its brutalist design, but not like overtly like. He's a boring Gundam. He has the Russian hat. I do like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but very, very forgettable. I wish he had like a balaclava or something like that. Yeah, Gundams he should with... be able to break down into like a little mini Gundam should be inside of him. That's like smaller, like the Russian dolls. Like oh, Russian doll. like yeah. the Russian nesting doll. I should have been the one designing these Gundams. <laughs> Alex, you were born in the wrong generation. Yeah, Alex, you're smashing it. I mean, we we all agree that they're the Russian Gundam's definitely doping. Oh, amen. 100%. They, yeah, you know that they're... They've been training that Russian Gundam since it was just a screw. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, was the shiny finger shiny enough? Um, Did he use that move? I don't think he used it in this episode. I don't... Well, well then the answer is no. The answer is no. No. It's yeah. not. With a bullet. Everybody shut up. It's no. No. Period. <laughs> move on. All right. We're to the big episode, ah! okay? Ep- episode six, fight, Domon. Earth is the <laughs> ring. Everything is revealed, okay? All the mysteries. The curtain is peeled the back. Is lifted. <laughs> Domon returns to Neo Japan's basic colony. There, he undergoes a virtual reality simulation, Metaverse, to determine <laughs> if he's the right choice for Neo Japan's Gundam fighter, without Domon's awareness. In the simulation, Domon uh, has just returned home after 10 years of training. He's reunited with his lovely parents and his brother, Kyoji. It is shown that Kyoji is the person who Domon has been carrying a photo around this whole time. Who? Kyoji! And Domon's father show Domon the new Gundam they've invented. It's called the Ultimate slash Dark slash Devil Gundam, depending on the translation. (laughs) All of a sudden... (laughs) The police burst in and they kill Doman's mother Brutal. just in cold blood. In the process, it is revealed that Kyoji is planning on using the devil slash dark slash ultimate Gundam to take over not only Neo Japan, but eventually the whole world. Kyoji leaves and Doman's father is put into a cryogenic state a la Han Solo. They use the simulation to pit Doman against a fake devil Gundam, allowing him to unlock the Shining Gundam's super mode. Fuck yeah. The episode ends with Domon and Rain heading back to Earth with renewed vigor, and they're, like, gonna do the work that they are supposed to do originally, mm-hmm. but they're gonna, they're gonna do it with the understanding that the, the viewers of the show now know who the man in the picture is. Mm-hmm. What do you all think about, about this? About the, the whole premise is revealed. Everything, everything's out in the open. What'd you all think? Uh, uh, Rain best girl. She cared about him even, even when the government was fucking with him. Also, kind of fucked Neo Japan. They just like mentally tortured this kid for yeah. a little bit. But also, don't come to him like, yo, next time just fucking ask me if I'm loyal. Don't <laughs> manipulate me. That was badass. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so is Domon now like back on Earth and he's like, I'm gonna keep fighting these people, but in the back of my mind, I know that my family's trying to take over the world. 
So I'll watch out for that. No, he's trying to find his brother because his brother's trying to take over the world. Oh. Yeah. So, basically, his brother is trying is evil. Yeah. And is trying to take over the world with the devil slash dark slash ultimate Yeah, Gundam. the devil dark ultimate Gundam. And then Domon, via Neo Japan, they're like, you gotta put a kibosh on that. Because if, like, everybody finds out about this, like, we're gonna be in big trouble. Yeah. Like, we can't have this guy running around. Kyoji. Kyoji. Like, you can't be running around doing all this shit. Right. So you got you got you're the only one. And it's your fault because you're her, you're his brother. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Family shit. ties. And then like the gall to then be like your dad who developed the fucking Gundam probably could help, but they put him in like a cryogenic state. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking get that. Well, it's because they couldn't prove that his brother or his dad wasn't involved with his brother. Yeah. But on that same top, on that same vein, they could improve that Doman was in league with his brother. But they decided to trust him with the giant death machine and send him on a world mission to kill his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I first saw this episode when I was just a little kid, I was like blown away. I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. really? It's his brother? That's the devil? Dark Ultimate Gundam? First ever plot point of your life top wild anime betrayals truly yeah, anime betrayals they killed his mom what the fuck tfw protagonist and gundam and your mom dies and that's how i knew it was really a gundam series when we <laughs> yeah. found yeah. his mom dies everyone knows that feel <laughs> like come on like uh, we've... I, was, I was i was a little worried like is this gonna be a show i could watch like yeah his yeah. mom is been, his mom's alive and i noticed they've been killing the moms off a little bit later and later <laughs> every series <laughs> Being like a film bro and being like, yeah, that was actually an homage to like <laughs> Victory Gundam when his mom died, which was an homage to like to when Camille's mom died, which is an homage when, when Judo's mom doesn't even exist. <laughs> um, it's good to know that when my mom dies, I can go on to be like a really powerful yeah. fighter. Yeah. Like you should write that in like the Mother's Day the card. <laughs> Like, hey, mom, like, just like you are holding me back in a myriad of different ways. One of them being like, I cannot be a protagonist in a Gundam show. Uh, No new pilot introduced this week, but Kyoji, Kyoji, do you guys think that he'd be down to drink and smoke? I'm thinking no. No. It's like, seems like an edgelord. Yeah, he'd slip a little something in my drink I'd be worried about. He's a, he's a little too full of himself today. Right, drink and smoke with us. Yeah, yeah. we need. We, we're nah. we're we're trying to curate a chill, drink and smoke atmosphere. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, like leave your baggage at the friends. door. Come in here. We're just gonna watch every single episode of Blue Planet. Okay. We 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 are vibe checking <laughs> at the door. Vibe sure. check. <laughs> Go by the vibe check. I think that Michael's working it tonight. So say hi. Make sure to tip your vibe check worker. <laughs> and then just come on in and have a seat, bud. Right here on my lap. QG. Yeah, I want to like to go to a party and do like a vibe check, but it's as like in depth and as uh like arduous of a process as like going through TSA. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do I need to step through this like metal detector for a vibe check? It's like it's not a metal detector. It's a bad vibe detector. Like, <laughs> hey, sir, sir, I told you to take off your shoes. Sorry, I'm gonna have to pat you down. Detector showed that there could be some bad vibes on you somewhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. That's actually what the TSA is doing because, like, bad vibes, like, really interferes with, it's like, true. the um, like, communications array on, like, planes and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. that's why you have to put your phone in airplane mode. Airplane mode. Yeah, yeah your phone the... is always emitting bad vibes at any vibes. given point. It's true. Yeah, they think it's, yeah, the electronics in that phone, but it's, the, it's the <laughs> you're going to get a bad tech message. Yeah, exactly. Somebody yeah. is subtweeting you and, like, the pilot is, like, the plane's going down now. Um, mom's not down Dude. to drink and smoke. Rip, mom. Yeah, mom's down bad. <laughs> bad. Did Rain make a valuable contribution? Yes, this episode? yes. so valuable. I mean, yes, he so might valuable. still be in that simulation. <laughs> oh, you. one of the things that I liked about the thing with the simulation is they're like they revealed. They're like, oh, he actually wasn't present for any of this. They're yeah. like, this all happened, and he came back, and like his mom was already dead, and his dad was already in the cryogenic state. Like he wasn't even around. Yeah. So they had, like, so they made him relive his parents' demise. Like, how fucked up is that? Well, they like he wasn't there, so they made him live through his parents' yeah. demise. Yeah. yeah, sorry, they didn't make him either. They made him live through his parents' demise to test his ability to kill his brother. Wow. And Rain's like, the only one out here being like, hey, can y'all stop this bullshit? Like, this yeah. isn't probably good for him. Like, I have to just like, I have to hang out with him like 24 7, please. Like, every emotional damage you do to him is just like baggage. I have he to just like trauma dumps you. on me 100% of the time <laughs> that the cameras aren't on, and I just like, I can't take it anymore. Uh, poor Rain. I hope there's uh, give and take in that relationship. Yeah, I hope so too. And lastly, was the Gundam introduced offensive? Like, it's the Dark Devil Ultimate Gundam, and no, it's cool. Just like really evil. So I guess if it's evilness offenses you, offends you. Yeah. yeah, if you're not Christian. Yeah, actually, that did offend me. The devil. That's like the evil guy in like a biblical sense, you know? I do think that I'm pretty sure in the dub it is called the dark gundam because i yeah. don't believe that in the western odd uh like localization they wanted to use god or devil oh yeah because uh there's the, a god gundam later on yeah it was localized to be dark Dun- the dark gundam wait but they may have even kept a god gundam yeah that wh- might still exist uh no god gundam is also uh region uh national region what do they change it to like localized uh, cool, cool, cool Gundam. Big Gundam. The, <laughs> the big Gundam, Gundam upstairs. Is... <laughs> President Gundam. Isn't it called the Shining Gundam? It's called the George W. Bush. No, who no, was it's... the Bill Clinton Gundam? He was president. No, in in the early two thousands. <laughs> George H. Bush Gundam. All right, let's talk about uh, the last episode of today. Yeah, which is called "Prepare to Fight Desperate Fugitive." Ooh. Uh, this episode I remember watching like it was yesterday. Uh, Domon goes to Neo Mexico, not New Mexico. Yeah, Neo Mexico already New- exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes in order to fight the Gundam fighter Chico Rodriguez, but upon arrival, he learns that the fighter has run away and is being hunted by local authorities. Chico is running away with his dying sister, and he refuses to fight. 
Her wish is to stay on Earth. However, should Chico lose, he would have to return to the space colonies with her. Therefore, he's decided to avoid fighting, and he's doing this by, like, knocking out all of his opponents and murdering them in cold blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of brutal. That's yeah, a life hack. Um, after Domon helps him avoid the authorities, the fighters agree to a bout, uh, and the fight ensues. Domon appears to kill Chico by destroying the Gundam, but this was only a ruse to fool the local authorities into thinking Chico had died in battle. Uh, then at the end of the episode, it turns out he didn't die. Chico swims to shore and he and his sister leave to go on and live peacefully for the remainder of her life. That rules. Good, good app. Good app. But also, uh, this is like the thing that would frustrate me so much about this show, which is the Gundam fight in this episode was legitimately three seconds long. Yeah. Like there was no fight. It was just... Chico immediately fucked up and got like murked by by Domon, who just sliced his arms off. Wasn't that yeah, all was planned? A... I don't think so. Not heavily is what I took from it. Like the plan because... was to make it look like he died, and that was kind of the end of Domon's ability to plan. Oh, seem like gotcha. I feel like I feel like he didn't that like he didn't come up with that plan until he started using the shining finger, and yeah. then he. Like was like, oh, I'm gonna push you into the water yeah, or whatever. I'm not gonna actually murder you. Yeah. But uh, what do you guys think about this episode? It was um, it was cool to have a little like. I feel like this is the first time that the person that uh, Domon was fighting had kind of like a legitimate like plot to their life, rather than just to kind of be like, I'm here to fight, you know. Yeah, because there's a, I guess, a secondary character as well, uh, which I think plays well in that whole monster of the week format, where you know you're allowed to do that, have a little bit more story in some episodes and not so much in others. A little more classic Gundam. You got the brother sister pair trying to save, stay alive, stay on, stay on Earth. Uh, yeah, I know how to say brother in Japanese now for sure. <laughs> there is Onicha. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Onichan. Yeah, Onichan. Yeah, the incredibly dark <laughs> premise of dying sister. Like, yeah, yeah, like she's like on death's door. Yeah, yeah. So very, didn't very, remember that. <laughs> very classic Gundam in a lot of those ways. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I think she caught Bofa. It. This was one of the episodes that really <laughs> sounded like. I am not going to respond to you, Simon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That- no, I actually heard it was Ligma. I don't know what made me say that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it doesn't make me pause and go like, "Yeah, this show is on the '90s." Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, answer yeah. the c- upcoming question: This Gundam is incredibly fucking offensive. Yeah, that's like the. Wait, let me look at it again. But it was the, yeah. the, the tequila Gundam. I mean, the Gundam community has been has been begging, begging and pleading for this Gundam to come out as a kit forever, and uh, Sunrise will not do it. Or Bandai <laughs> okay, also will not release it. Yes, the good fact, they should not. The entirety of Neo Mexico is also just shaped like a sombrero too, like the actual yeah. space station. <laughs> like, yeah, I did, I did notice that. But... Yeah. 
Yeah. Big ol' big ol' big ol' Oh my hat. god, Michael's actually called the Tequila Gundam. Yes. Yeah, oh, I called. did not realize that. Yes. It's <laughs> offensive of the name. Like Wow. Yeah, I don't think they want to make this one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And what's worse is the sombrero. It isn't even a very good sombrero. It's a very like, small sombrero. It looks yeah, more like, like a cowboy I'm, I'm a, hat. I'm offended on that in and of itself. <laughs> if you're going to be offensive, like, go balls to the wall on it. Yeah, do it right. Do you all think that Chico would be down to drink and smoke? Hmm. <sighs> He'd probably just I don't talk think about he, his sister the whole time. He'd be, yeah, he'd be a buzzkill. He'd be down to go. He'd be, he'd be the DD. <laughs> I would fucking hate him as a DD. He oh, yeah. sucks. He oh. also like he, you'd pass out from drinking. He would murder you with a <laughs> knife if you did, or he'd push you off a cliff. Yeah, his decision making process goes pretty quick to just like cold blooded execution. <laughs> Oh man! What the fuck? That's a weird fucking plot. I think like, they he just I think murders they forgot people. my fries. And no, Chico, Chico, get back here! <laughs> wow. Well, we did it. First seven edge. Yeah. Oh, and First was the shining episodes. finger shiny enough? No. no Should have like killed Chico. Yeah. Chico deserved to die. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow, Michael. Wow. He's a murderer. I don't think he deserved to die. I just He's like he's like he's like uh one of those murderers that does it for the greater good, you know? Does it for his sister. Yeah. yeah uh, the great, the greatest good though is. He's like uh Morbius. From the upcoming, no. <laughs> from the upcoming movie, Morbius. <laughs> from the massive hit Morbius. From the twisted mind of Jared Leto comes Chico. Morbius. Chico Morbius. <laughs> Chicoess. Morbius. Morbius foot lettuce. <laughs> did y'all, did y'all hear that? Jared Leto like wouldn't walk around the set of Morbius, so he had somebody push him around in a, in, like, wheelchair. a wheelchair. Yeah, that dude. Because he was like shit. he was like method ath- acting. Yeah, uh, just... method acting is the stupidest fucking thing. Method acting means you're because... a bad actor. Well, it means that you're a piece of shit. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, like you're just in a fucking movie. Yeah, well, you know, like. It's not worth it to treat people like shit and to do weird your stuff. Your full-time job, okay, you get paid millions of dollars for a job, right? And your job is to act mm-hmm. like a different person. If you can't yeah. even do that job, like, you have to be that different person, like, you can't just show up for work and act like it, then, like, I mean, we live in a place where you have to show up for work in order to get paid. You're not showing up for, mm-hmm. like, you're not doing your job at that point. You're just a bad at your job. And you should yeah, pro- and you're making everyone's life miserable. Yeah, who yeah. is doing their job? Who's just like, I'm going to, like, after work, I'm going to go play, like, a couple rounds of pool with the boys, but I got to go to work real quick, so I'm going to act like I'm, like, you know, Bruce Wayne or whatever and, like, punch a bunch of people. Jared Leto, it just doesn't click for him. Yeah. Well, if I ever see him in real life, I'm going to bully him. <laughs> Jared Leto, more like Jared... He's so shit. Oh. <laughs> Jared Lito, more like Jared. Peed his pants. Peed. Oh. 
Oh, oh god, that's arid. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for letting me uh, go gonna... that long. And you're like, hey, uh, hey, Jared. Also, it's funny his name's just Jared. Yeah, Jared. Jared. Hey, Jared. I'm gonna go to Jared. Yeah, and, and kick your hey, ass. Hey, Jareds. Hey, Jared. Uh, you should uh method method act as Bofa, and he'd be like, Oh, What's I don't Bofa? think that my acting profile has covered <laughs> Bofa yet. Who would that be? That's my Jared Leto accent. <laughs> Anyway. Both of these movies you were in sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Ligma one star review, bitch. <laughs> anyway, this week's episode is brought to you by Morbius. Mor- so thank you run so much. The- for, yeah, thanks, Jared, for coming on the pod. He was here the whole time. He was just very silent. He was method acting a stapler in his upcoming Office Depot commercial he's going to be in. There's also a really good clip of him being interviewed by a VTuber. Uh, and just, he's like completely Wait. uncomfortable with it. What? Really? Yeah, it's really funny. A VTuber a is VTuber. just like a YouTuber, right? Yeah, it's just a virtual. A VTuber oh, is. Any, like, a VTuber like a virtual person. Streamer is... sometimes. Most usually a streamer, I feel like. Yeah. VTubers are the gift of God that we did not deserve. Damn, yeah. They're the uh, really brave on the Marines going after people like Jared, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I think that we should conclude today's episode uh, with that little tidbit, and uh, we'll just say, see you next time. Yeah. Right? Hey, thanks, Michael, yeah. and thanks, Alex, for showing up. Yep. And yeah. that was fun. Yeah. I, I had a good time. I didn't ha- I mean, like, just for behind the curtain, Simon acts like a complete piece of shit off mic. Like, it's yeah. part of his method acting. Yeah. I'm uh, method yeah. acting Jared Leto, method acting Morbius. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been real tiring. It's yeah. yeah, I like just show like, up. Like I get their... texts, I get texts at five a.m. Yeah. and it's just Bofa. Yeah, question mark. But like, I snuck like... into his house, turned his ringer on, mm-hmm. snuck back out of his house just so I yeah. could fucking call him. Yeah, uh, Simon got to my phone and changed all of my Google Voice directions to him going Bofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty. It, and, and you still haven't responded. There's one way for you to end the joke, but none of you want to cave. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will die over my dead what, body what this boat means alright thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye bye, bye.